Okay. All right. And we're back with another podcast. This is, uh, I think, episode 10, maybe. Mm. Right? I have no idea. No idea. So, anyway. <laughs> We've recorded more than a couple. This is your host, uh, the Sasquatch. Oh, good. You remembered your name. And this here is the Yeti. And uh, before we get going, we had someone comment on our Facebook page. That's awesome. Uh, Anita Harper, we wanted to holler at you and give you a great big old Bigfoot Revival shout out. So here you go. There's your shout out. (laughs) (laughs) I love sound effects. Yeah, they're fun. (laughs) Okay, so uh, we were going to talk about something a little more serious today. And a little more, just a little more serious, I guess. Um, right. That's the word you want to use, and that, that's the word we shall use. All right, then. So, <laughs> so, one of the things my mom actually brought up to me, right? Mm-hmm. And we were talking about a family member, and I said, I asked, are they crazy? What are they doing? That they know better than this. This is supposed to be a Christian. It's supposed to be. Mom says they've turned into themselves, right? Not like they've transformed into themselves, but that they've their their look used to be on Christ, mm-hmm. and not so much anymore. They they've 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 bundled up all their feelings and all their anxiety. And bundled it up inside and stored it there, and they're looking for them. They're, they're they're looking at themselves for a way out of the issue. They're looking for themselves to pull. I guess, for the lack of a better term, even pull themselves up by the bootstraps. But they're not wanting the rest of the world to know I'm hurting. That's kind of what we wanted to talk about. Is is a is something a little more serious? I think everybody struggles with it. Um, say it's a death in the family. Mm-hmm. It may be a divorce. It may be some some kind of sickness, like maybe cancer. Cancer is always brought up. Cancer. Who who doesn't know somebody with cancer? Right. Right. I mean, most people know somebody with cancer right now. Mm-hmm. It, it may be the this whole coronavirus thing. Some aspect of it. If it's the virus itself, it may be the government. It just may be the isolation that some people are going through. And you think a good word would be trial. Yeah, I know any, it would be, right? Any sort of trial, you know, is um, one of our pastors, I think, he said you're either going through a trial, you've just come out of a trial, or you're getting ready to go through a trial. He knows who he is. <laughs> and so when when we go through trials, the goal of the trial is to come out of the, the trial in a, better, in a better relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. And those who don't, Go through. I mean, those who go through the trials and they fall away from Christ. James talks about this. They might be tempted to say, "Why has God done this? Why has God tempted me in this way?" And the truth is, James said, "James says that God never say that God tempts you because He doesn't tempt. He's not tempted, nor does He tempt. Mm-hmm. God allows us to go through trials." And gives us the opportunity to grow in our faith with him. Mm -hmm. What happens is we're tempted by our flesh and the enemy to look into ourselves or look into something else outside of Christ in a solve the problem 
or find relief from the problem. Or fill a void. Fill the void. Exactly. You've got a God-shaped hole looking for other things to fill fill it up. Yeah. And it, that it just doesn't work that way. And that can even be true for Christians. I mean, I mean, mm-hmm. we, we look at Christ and we say, when we were saved, God saved us and, oh, you know, it's amazing and everything. But then when trials come, we forget that the same God who saved us is the exact same God who will bring us out of this trial and will bring us closer to him through that. Um, and some people say, well, if you had enough faith, this wouldn't occur. <laughs> and those people um, are wrong because the same faith that had uh, the the first century church send the gospel throughout the world mm-hmm. is the same faith that saw a lot of those same uh, Christians. And if not those Christians, the second generation of Christians, say second century uh, Christians, burnt. Or generation, not century. Mm-hmm. Those first generation Christians that took the gospel out into the world, and and you see the gospel grow, are the same Christians, if not the second generation of Christians, who Nero was making Roman candles out of. Right. And it's the same faith. Mm-hmm. So what's the faith, right? The faith isn't in that God will save us from all hardship. The faith is that God is there in the hardship and that this is for his glory. And when we recognize that and kneel in submission to it and realize that, that it's not that we don't have enough faith. It's not that God's punishing us because that's another lie from the enemy um, because Christ was punished on our behalf. Um, But God will use the trials to mold us and shape us into better images of Christ, to help us in our walk to become more Christ-like. When we recognize it and we yield to it and we go to him with our concerns and we lean into our church family with those concerns, the, the one place that we don't want to go is into isolation and just looking to ourselves. And pride Pride makes that so easy to do. Yeah. Yeah. Because we don't want anybody else to know that we're hurting. Well, it ain't none of their business. That, look, I don't know. And, and, and we, at the beginning of this podcast, we set this whole thing up to say from a rural point of view. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is as true in other parts of the world, right? Or, or, or in big city areas. Right. But when you've been brought up like we have, it's none of their business. Mm-hmm. I'll take care of this. This is for me to deal with. I'm going to pull myself up by my bootstraps. Don't be soft. Don't be soft. Handle your problems. You don't need to go running to everybody every time you've got a little problem. Be a man. Handle your problem. Yeah, exactly. And there's a a line, though. There's there's a place for that. In a way, that mentality can be good. In a way, that can be very bad. The the whole, what we talked about before in self-sufficiency, taking care of yourself, that is good, but you can go, you can cross over the, that that line to where it's very unhealthy, and it can lead you into sin. Well, it's also one of those things where we have to understand that God gave us the good times. Mm-hmm. God gave us the bad times. It's all through Him, right? 
And you're not going to make it through without his grace. That's right. And so are you going to accept the fact that this is a hard time, right? This is part of it. Accept the fact that this is a hard time. I don't deserve, right? As a sinful human being, I don't deserve my life to be perfect. You accept that and you look into Christ, mm-hmm. the same the same Christ that saved of our, of our sins, is the same Christ that will get us through these hard times. When we look at it that way, and we make we make even our problems, not blaming our problems on Him, but making Him the solution, making Him the 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 thing that I'm looking at the most during this hard time. Mm-hmm. My relationship will grow, and I'm not saying the hard time will go away. Paul prayed for his the thorn in his side to go away, and uh, God said, "No, my grace will suffice." And so, what happens? The grace of God makes this issue into the point to where you are satisfied in Christ over the hardship of the thorn in the side, and you are able to bear it. And you're able to bear it. Yeah, and I mean, without the grace of God, you wouldn't be able to bear it. But it's because of His grace that you can bear it. Yeah, And whenever you have the right perspective on it, whenever you come out of it and you look back to where you've been and where he's brought you, you haven't brought yourself, but he's brought you there. And then you can actually see the growth from where you were to where you are because of the trial that you had to endure. Yeah. And there's certain things in our life. I'll I'll use myself as an example on this one, right? And I don't like telling people this. Uh Uh-oh. Because... I don't want undue sympathy, and I don't want undue, um, well, he has an excuse type thing, right? I'm extremely dyslexic. Not a little bit, extremely. Like, uh, according to when I used to get the test done, um, when they said it was off the chart, it was off the chart. No sympathy here. Yeah, yeah, I'm not getting it from you. I'm, I'm talking about everybody else. I've always struggled with that and and the consequences to come about it in school uh being picked on for being slow that kind of thing as an adult it being embarrassing to have to read something in front of somebody and and i'm a pastor Mm -hmm. right so i read in front of people quite often yeah but it's through christ and leaning in on him with this issue the issue hasn't got any better I'm still just as dyslexic as I ever have been. Mm-hmm. I still struggle with ADHD and holding focus just like I ever have been, ever have uh, had to deal with it. Right. And that being said, the burden is now lesser on me because of my relationship with Christ. So that is an example in my life to where I still struggle. I still have that thorn in my side. Mm-hmm. But God's grace has been sufficient for me. There you and go. grows and grows. I, I mean, I'm more satisfied in him, and, and, and that becomes less of a, the thorn in my side becomes less of a pain. Hey, and you're not as bad as Moses, because if you have been, he got you another speaker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, God that's got what you are. For Moses. <laughs> you're my Aaron. <laughs> and so... There are things in our life that, that, that we are stuck with our entire lives. I mean I mean every everybody has something. That mm. that's that's probably my biggest thing. Yeah. I'll I'll deal with it my whole life. There's mm. no getting around it. And I don't foresee God now I I have prayed and probably one day in the future will pray 
uh, for God to just allow me to read like a normal person. Yeah. Um, but if he doesn't, his, his grace is sufficient. It doesn't, it doesn't hurt me like it once did. Mm-hmm. Right. There are other times when you struggle with something and it does go away. Right. Um, for example, the loss of a loved one. Okay. And I'll go back to cancer. There's somebody with cancer. You see them slowly dying. That's hard. Mm-hmm. That's hard, and it's sad. And and you're praying for healing, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes God does heal. Uh, I've got a grandmother right now who's had cancer twice, mm-hmm. and he healed her through the doctors uh, both times. And now she has it again. And this is the first time I've seen her hair fall out. How's her know. attitude handling She's it? always got a good attitude, man. She yeah. she she seems unbreakable when yeah, it comes to stuff like that. Yeah, like, and it's every because time I've of ever her walk with Christ, man. Yeah, I, I mean, sure. she, she's one of the best Christians I know. Yeah. I go up and I hug her and I kiss her on a little... It, she she wears a cloth over her head, and I'll kiss her right there on her bald head <laughs> on the cloth, and, and 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 I love her to death. And and there again, she, I don't know what she's, I don't know what her prayer life is, right? right? I don't know what she's praying to God. I don't know where she's at. I do know that He has healed her twice before. Yeah, He can do it again. I also know in her life, God's grace is sufficient. Right. And that's so, it's encouraging to see or hear from my end, um, you talking about her and being up in spirits. And it is because of her walk with Christ. I mean, because it's so easy for us to look at that situation and say things like, man, that that ain't fair. And as as Christians just look at that and say, that ain't fair. She's older, lived her old life, and now, now she's got cancer. Come on. She's done beat it twice. I don't know anybody on this planet that loves you any more than she does. Why does she get this? Exactly. Exactly. And we still know that there is sin in the world. There is sickness in the world. There is death in the world. There are all these bad things in the world because of sin and the curse. That's right. And it's going to continue until uh, the return of Christ. And... It's it's like it's easy to get into the trap too. I don't want to chase this rabbit too far. I don't think, but uh, there he is. <laughs> it's easy to get into the whole thing of you know the echo the words of John in Revelation, "Come, Lord Jesus." But whenever you stop and think about it, you can also realize how selfish that mindset is too, because there are still people who are lost that have not been brought into the fold. That if he were to come back right now, they would be obliterated and in, cast into judgment and then into hell. And that'd be it. Yeah. So every day that goes on for the, that may be a trial in the life of a believer is another day of grace and opportunity for the unbeliever to come to the knowledge of the love of God. I love the way you said that. That every day the believer is breathing is an opportunity of grace for the unbeliever. Mm-hmm. That's good. And That's good. I'm going to have to write that down. <laughs> and I mean, and it's still it's still God's good grace. I mean, we we everything that we go through as believers, we go through for the glory of God. That's right. 
And when we go through trials and suffer, we should suffer well for the glory of God because we've got a world full of unbelievers looking at us. That's right. And, and, and well, going to my granddaddy, mm-hmm. I remember him having strokes and, and him kicking us out of the, the room so that he could share the gospel with a nurse. And I don't, I think she had been sharing some of her life history with him. And when she came into the room, he said, get out. Mm-hmm. And the old man was preaching gospel. And, and, you know, I don't know if this lady became saved, but I like to think that this lady became saved because my grandfather on his death, oh, not deathbed, but in the hospital, had the gall to preach the gospel. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and here we are, a lot of times, perfectly healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we've talked recently about how, how well work is going, even though the, the pandemic is is upon us and, and all this kind of stuff and how God has blessed us. But the truth is, if he took all that away and he gave us, you know, if, for, if he done something to just wreck from the outside looking in, wreck our lives, it's still his grace. Mm-hmm. It's still his mercy shown upon us. And the reason we're going through that is so that we can become better Christians, so that we can know him better, so that we can depend on him better, love him better. That's a good way to put it, and because we are, with our pride, are so, um, the the temptation is there, well, talking about self-sufficiency, you depend on yourself, you, you pull yourself up by your bootstraps, you do what you got to do to make ends meet, and you don't depend on nobody else. Whenever you go through a trial, you're forced to lean into him and depend on him more. That's right. You know, it is it's hard to see, especially people that 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 you believe are are, are Christian, right? Mm-hmm. And they go through a hard time and they just bottle it all up. And you start to see them try to find relief in other things. They try to find relief in in and it can even be good things, right? It mm-hmm. could be your family. It right. could be uh, maybe burying yourself in work, right? Even, right? Like work's a good thing. Yep. But if work has become the the substitute for Christ, it's evil. All it is is a distraction. Exactly. Because whenever that ends, whenever the visits are over with the family, whenever the work day is over whether you're reading a book or getting into TV shows, whenever you put the book down or the show ends, you've still got your same problems. Exactly. And and, and the same thing's true with alcohol mm-hmm. or cocaine or meth. Any drug. Or anything of that or nature. Uh, when we dive into those things looking for relief, we're not going to find them. We're not it's gonna all find temporary. Them. And, and if you don't believe me, go to a drug rehab center. Mm-hmm. And see how much relief these people have. It's it's all temporary. Yep. It's all and when it's all said and done, you're in way worse shape. Yeah, exactly. With with people in in ministry, as a as a minister, part of my job is to help refocus people towards Christ so that they can grow and learn and, and depend on him more. Because there again, it's nothing. It's nothing to see somebody go through a hard time and they quit coming to church. One of the first things they'll do is quit coming to church. Mm-hmm. The very next thing they'll do is they'll fall into some kind of old sin. 
Yep. Just because that's what's that's what's easy to do. It's it's relief here and now. Yeah. And they that's the that's the shortcut answer and it's not even an answer. Yeah. You know. Um and like you said, it's easy. Well, on one of our last podcasts, we were sitting there talking about through this uh, whole pandemic, it's easy to get into the rhythm of not going to church. So a lot of times, the first time something hits, whenever you go to church, and it's the enemy, we know it's the enemy, you feel like you're going to be, I hate using this term, you're going to be judged by everybody because Uh you're dealing with something. You don't want to have to go and deal with people, whether or not they know what you're going through. You just feel like they're all looking at you with shameful eyes. And when the preacher's up there preaching and he says something about Jesus, your mind jumps to, how dare he judge me? Mm-hmm. How dare he judge me? It's easy He's to get angry. He's not even talking about you. Yeah. The preacher's just up there preaching the gospel. Mm-hmm. The preacher's over there looking, at least if he's a good preacher, he's looking towards <laughs> Christ. Right? Well, he's, he's preaching Jesus. and It's really and, the clock at the back of the room. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, the clock has uh, this picture of Jesus, and his arms are the arms of the clock. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Look, I thought that's what was going on one Sunday, so I turned around and looked, and, you know, we don't have a clock, so I was like, hey, he really is looking to Jesus. And into your soul. Into your soul. Okay. But, but I mean, when you're when you're when you're struggling with something, and then you and then you depend on on on, a, on sin mm-hmm. to relieve that, or you depend on, and there again, even if it's you know, people go, well, you know, I just really like being around my family. Okay, being around your family within itself isn't a sin, but when that has replaced Christ in your life, it is. Right. So even something like that. Or something hard like drugs, regardless of what that may be, when we turn to that and we start digging holes into that instead of digging our way out of something, we think we're digging our way out of a problem. What we're really doing is just digging our way into a deeper hole. And then somebody says, why don't you come to church? And we miss you at church. And you walk into the doors and people see you. Your first thought is they're judging me. Your second thought whenever the pastor's up there pointing towards Jesus is he's judging me. And you're judging. There's two things going on, especially as a Christian. Christ is judging you. And he's heartbroken. He doesn't enjoy seeing his child sit there in a pew struggling with sin that he's already forgiven. That's right. He wants you to lean in on him. He's there. You just have to lean in on him. Yeah, we've got so many songs, too, in Christianity talking about... um breaking chains and being free and everything when the reality is Christ has already broke the chains. You, you're not wrapped up in chains whenever you choose or me or us. Yeah. When we choose to go to something other than him for our comfort and our relief, what we're doing is putting those chains right back on ourselves. You know what mine is? Food. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I eat more 
when I am stressed out and I don't know what to do about something hmm. and when I'm bored. Those okay. are the times I kind of eat more. And so in that moment, eating obviously is, is not sinful. Right. But instead of me turning to Christ and turning to prayer and opening up scripture, I walk to the refrigerator and I, and I plunder the fridge to see what's in there and I'm looking for a snack in a cabinet. Mm-hmm. I'm sinning because I am not focusing on Christ and how he's going to get me through this situation. I'm focused on myself and how I'm going to get my own self out of it. And because I am so self-focused, I start to indulge in food. Yeah. Mine would be TV. I just need something to take me uh, out of the reality that I'm dealing with, take my mind off of it, and take me somewhere else to where I don't have to deal with it. Let me see somebody else's problems or you know, or a comedy to laugh at. Yeah. That's, it's, it's a distraction. Instead of taking time that I've got to pick up my scripture, to read some of God's word, to go to him in prayer, it's, I'm dealing with this. It's been a long, hard day. I just don't want to think of anything. I'm just going to cut on the TV. I'm tired. I don't want to have to read. I don't want to have to pray. I don't want to have to think. That's the excuses. That's the excuse. And what, what, but that's exactly what you need to be doing. Exactly. That, that, the hard thing is what you need to be doing. That's why it makes God, you mad whenever uh, someone who is a believer that comes alongside of you wanting to be encouraging and saying, how's your prayer life right now? Have you? When's the last time you picked up your scripture? You want to do? That's when it, you get mad at them. We had a buddy, and, and he may even listen to this, but we had a buddy who would say, "How's your internet?" <laughs> and our running gag was him was 4G. Well, that's before 5G. Yeah, except where we live, it's more like 3G or 1X or <laughs> searching for internet signal. Don't you love 1X? No. What X might as well not even be internet. Yeah, I'm paying for nothing right now. But that's what dealing with trials, son. Dealing with them trials. Well, that's the price you pay to be a Bigfoot out in the woods. <laughs> we, as Christians, have honestly got to start dealing with the fact that we don't love Christ the way He commands us to. He deals with that through trials. And through those trials, we should be diving into the word. We should be, and, and, and trials aren't always a big thing. We're talking about cancer. We're talking about people dying. We're talking about all these big things. Trials aren't always a big thing. Sometimes it's, I've worked my butt off this week and I'm tired. It's just life. Yeah. yeah it's just yeah, life. It may be. My sister or cousin or neighbor or you name the, 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 the person in your life who's just driving you up the wall right now. Did you see what they posted on Facebook? Yeah, I am bad about that <laughs> one, son. Hey, don't turn off the podcast just yet. We're not done. We're not done. <laughs> you, you should keep listening to us. I know you feel judged. I know you feel judged, but... This is this is good stuff. We're, we're looking into your soul right now, <laughs> uh, you know. And so, why do we not turn to Christ? That that's my question for us. And, and I think for everybody, it's slightly different. But I think there's an overall um, picture there. Go ahead. We have an enemy. We have an enemy who hates Christ. 
and he hates the image of Christ, and he hates Christ getting any sort of glory whatsoever, and he keeps us full of distractions, short-term answers, all these things that we've been talking about, where it's easier to lean into some of those things than it is to Christ. And really, was not any easy, it's, it's not any easier. It's really not. It's just laziness. It's not any easier to read a Stephen King novel than it is to read your scripture. Exactly. It's not any easier to call somebody and vent to them what you've done all, or what, what has bugged you all day than it is to bow your head and go to prayer and do the exact same thing. And if you don't think that you're being attacked, whether it be flesh or spiritual, then you're deceived because we are promised trials. Jesus said the world hates me. It's going to hate you too. I mean, I mean, you don't have to look far to see how we have an enemy who hates the glory of God, the very image of God, abortion clinics. Yeah, and, and that, that's what it was. And, and these could be podcasts on their own, so we'll try to keep them fairly short. But why do you think people live together years and then they go, let's get married. And they get married and within months they're divorced. Marriage glorifies God. The enemy hates that. It's also a picture of Christ and his church. Marriage is a picture of Christ and his church. It glorifies God. So the enemy despises that. As long as you're banging and living together, nobody cares. Right, do it, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever is right for you, man. Whatever's good in your eyes, no, no, that's not okay. Well, homosexuality is a sin. You being with your girlfriend before marriage is a sin. It's all sin. It's all a distraction to get us away from Christ. That's right. What we have to do as Christians is pour ourselves into Him and look at Him. The same thing, going back to the abortion thing. Why do you think people despise babies? Because Jesus loved babies. It, he, it, there's the there's the um, the illustration of this in Scripture when the children are coming up to to. That, that's such an amazing picture. I, I'm I'm thinking about it. Jesus is playing with children. And they're loving him. And and the, the disciples are trying to be... Uh, the disciples are trying to, to look out for him. And they're trying to shoo the children away. And he says, no, 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 no. Th- this this here is an image of, of, of uh, how a relationship should be. Mm-hmm. This here is, a, is an image of how we should be, right? And and it's just the love that they that that children have for their parents or for you know what's so cool about that picture, right? I said, cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> what is so, so amazing about that picture is that when the temple guards went to go arrest Jesus, mm-hmm. they couldn't do it because this man spoke with such. As if no, like nobody else has ever spoken. Mm-hmm. And there's another place that talked about how Jesus spoke with such authority. authority. So the same man that scared other men with his authority and his the way he spoke is the same men children 
wanted to be around. Yeah. And wanted to love. That is such an amazing picture. And I'm just putting that together right now as, wow. as we're talking. But Yeah, that is really cool. And 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 as men, mm-hmm. as Christians, but as men, we should be the same way. Well, it's uh, the other image is painted. Uh, um, yeah, that's why uh, Christ is painted as the picture. He's, He's the Lion of, of Judah. Judah and the Lamb of God. There you go. There you go. I, I, and as men, I think that's, I, I mean, I've had people look at me and say, you just act like you know everything. When, when I'm speaking out of the authority of Christ, and I mean, people who are Christian even get mad. I, I, I think I think, I think, think part of that does go to the, the whole idea of when we speak with authority of God, people are automatically going to hate that. You just speak in such absolute Sasquatch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutes. I've heard that. Yeah. Only a Sith deals in absolutes. <laughs> I don't want to ever hear how nerdy I am. <laughs> hey, there's a difference between Star Trek and Star Wars, just saying. Uh-oh. So, let, let's wrap that back into what we're talking about. Yeah. When we're hurting, when we're struggling to get by with our day-to-day, why wouldn't we turn to the ultimate authority? Mm. Why would we not turn to the the the, the word that was spoken to create the universe. That's Christ. Right. Why wouldn't we want to hear that same word in our life? Yeah. He created us. He knows our every innermost being better than we ever could. Yeah. Down to our very atoms and molecules and all that other good stuff. He knows every hair on your head or lack thereof. Or lack thereof. <laughs> and, and, that's what you, and, and when you were talking the molecules and everything. Do you know why? It's because he declared it. He declared, Yeti, this is how hairy you're going to be. Sasquatch, this is how tall you're going to be. Mm-hmm. He created us. He knows us better than anybody can. So why wouldn't you go to the one that knows you the most and loves you anyway? Not only loves you anyway, loves you the most. Yeah. He knows you the most, has the most reason not to love you, and yet exactly. he loves you the most. Exactly. Son, I think that's a good place to get out of here at. I think you're right, or we'll keep right on going. <laughs> like that Energizer Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, if you're new to the podcast, go ahead and like, share, subscribe. That's what people on YouTube say. That's what just came out of my mouth. I don't even know if you can like, share, and subscribe. <laughs> but you sure can comment and comment. be like Anita Harper. That's right, Miss Anita Harper. Who, uh, I forget what her comment said, actually. I'm sorry, Miss Anita. She just said that she was new to the podcast and enjoying it. Oh, yeah. So we hope you continue to enjoy the podcast. <laughs> sorry we let you down here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I dropped the ball my bust. <laughs> I hope that this, that I hope and pray that this podcast is ho- helpful to someone. Hopefully it's encouraging. Facebook's a funny place. So you may <laughs> not want to do what I'm, I'm about to say, but if you're going through a trial right now, Maybe not maybe not tell everybody what kind of trial you're going through because like I said, Facebook is a is is a weird place. But we would like to be able to pray for you. Absolutely. And so if there's if there's anybody who is struggling and they're not they're tempted to, to walk further away from Christ instead of to Christ, just 
just shout out at us. Um, let us pray for you. Like I said, you don't have to put specifics down. We don't want to uh, embarrass, and we don't want to 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 have somebody throw all their problems out there on to the world for the world to make you know to, to be the world towards. But uh, we would love to be able to pray for you. We're all one big family in Christ. That's right. And there's no better way that we can uh, uplift one another than. Is there, is there a more private way to do that that we have? We got the email. Email us. There you go. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can email us. It's BigfootRevival at Gmail. And uh, you can still do the Facebook thing if you want to. But if you want to be private, uh, email us. And we would be more than happy to read your email and just pray for you. Um, that's the best thing anybody can ever do for you is to take to take it before the throne room of Christ. That's right. So um, we love you, and we thank y'all for uh, sticking with us, and we'll talk to you later. Deuces. We out.